Ladies and gentlemen, Real Paranormal Activity is proud to present Terry's Mysterious Moments. Good evening, and welcome to Terry's Mysterious Moments. I want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the program. Now, on with tonight's show. Good evening, everyone. This is Terry from Texas with episode 16 of Terry's Mysterious Moments. On the last show... I talked about the Chickamauga battlefield and some strange happenings there. I had a listener named Mike who contacted me and said that he had a strange story of the Chickamauga battlefield that he and his wife experienced. And he shared it with me and and said it was okay to share it on the program. So in connection with last week's show, here's another story for Chickamauga. Several years ago, my wife and I were visiting the Chickamauga battlefield. It was a blistering hot August day in North Georgia, and we walked along the battlefield and came upon a valley surrounded by trees. As we walked into this valley, the temperature seemed to drop to near freezing. I remember this was a 100 degree day in August, and we both felt as if there were eyes staring at us from the tree line. The very uneasy feeling caused us to leave the area and head back to our car. As we arrived at our vehicle, we saw a federal park ranger. I struck up a conversation with him and asked him if he had any stories to tell about the area. He asked me why, and I told him what we felt. The ranger told me officially nothing odd ever happened there, but off the record, He would not patrol this area after dark due to the uneasy feelings on this spot. He told us that's the area that was the site of a Confederate ambush and a lot of men died there, some probably buried in shallow graves below our feet. It was a very strong feeling here. Well, thanks, Mike. That's a a great story that's just in keeping with what people feel around that place. And I thank you for sharing that with us. On to tonight's subject. Vicksburg, Mississippi was the last Confederate stronghold on the Mississippi River in 1863. And Ulysses S. Grant and his Army of Tennessee were making an effort to take Vicksburg in order to open the Mississippi all the way for Union troops and boats to come up and down without harassment. In the town of Vicksburg, Confederate troops under General John Pemberton set up defensive lines and prepared for battle. The first attack on Vicksburg was May 19th. Grant's troops were repulsed 
And on May 22nd, they planned a bigger, heavier attack, and again, they were repulsed. So Grant, realizing that frontal attacks weren't going to be cost-effective, as it were, settled in for a siege. That siege lasted from May 18th to July 4th of 1863. The civilians, because the Union guns, over 200 of them, were pounding the city daily, moved into caves along the riverbank, and they were referred to as bomb-proofs by the people. And by the soldiers that saw them, they called them prairie dog villages. People had their furniture down there. They had beds. They just didn't have food. They were resorting to eating mules, dogs, even rats were being sold in the meat markets. So the situation was extremely dire in Vicksburg. And finally, on July 4th, General Pemberton surrendered his troops to the Union Army. Now, popular beliefs are that the 4th of July as Independence Day were not celebrated in Vicksburg for 81 years. But history shows that they did indeed celebrate the 4th of July as early as 1907. May have been grudgingly, but they celebrated it. Casualties for the entire Vicksburg campaign include 10,142 Yankee soldiers and 9,091 Confederate soldiers. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. At the time of the surrender, General Pemberton turned over 29,495 men, 172 cannons, and 50,000 rifles to the Yankees. I have a personal connection to Vicksburg. One of my great-great-grandfathers on my mother's side fought at Vicksburg in what is called Walls, Texas Legion. Walls, Texas Legion was formed at a plantation in Gay Hill, Texas, which is around Brenham, Texas, in 1862. Consisted of 12 cavalry companies. I'm sorry, that's 12 infantry companies, 6 cavalry companies, and a six-gun battery of cannon. Wall's Legion served with distinction on May 22nd when it repulsed that largest and final assault of Grant's troops on the city of Vicksburg. There are some ghosts listed in Vicksburg, 
oddly enough, only one of them seems to be militarily related. And it has nothing to do with the battle. It has to do with the after effects. The troops that inhabited the city after the battle was over. One such place was called Anchuca. I hope I'm saying that right. It was built in 1837 by a Richard Archer, who had five daughters, of whom he was very protective and watchful. One daughter, however, fell in love with a plantation overseer, and he objected greatly to that, to the point where he forbade them to marry and sent the young man away. The daughter took it to heart and wouldn't speak to her father forever after, wouldn't even sit at the table to eat supper with him. She stood in the parlor, stood in the parlor, and ate from the mantle. She did that apparently forever after. And she's still there. They still see her standing by the mantle at the fireplace. She was first reported in 1966 by the Jack Lavender family and their butler. Another place is called Cedar Grove, which apparently is another plantation house or mansion. It hosts a whole ghostly family. It was built in the 1840s. A man named John Klein smokes his pipe in the parlor. And his wife Elizabeth walks up and down the front stairs. She can be heard and sometimes she can be seen. The Kleins had ten children. And they're still around. Two died as infants. An older child died in the nursery. And a son died of an accidental gunshot wound. And the Kleins have a later guest. A female resident who lived in the home in later years committed suicide in the ballroom. And she is often seen there in the ballroom. About the only military haunting that I could find was at a place called the McRaven House. The McRaven House was the Yankee headquarters for the, um, for the occupation of the city afterwards. And there were two officers stationed in this house. One was a Colonel Wilson, and the other was a Captain McPherson. Now, McPherson had lived in Vicksburg prior to the war, and so he was given the job of being the liaison between the occupying troops and the citizens. Apparently, that did not make him a very popular character because one night, while he was on his basic rounds, McPherson didn't come back, and he was listed as missing. He did return the next night, though, but not as a human. He returned as a mutilated-looking ghost. He appeared to the colonel and told him, that he had been killed by Confederate sympathizers and thrown in the river. The ghost has continued to appear, always, with the same message of, about, of how he died. Apparently, he is seeking justice for his murder. This week, coming up, we will be celebrating an anniversary 
on June 6th, because on June 6th, 1944, thousands of men stormed the beaches in Normandy, France. Thousands died, thousands lived. My father was one of those men who went in on one of the second or third days of the assault. My father served in the 2nd Infantry Division of the U.S. Army. He survived the war, or else I wouldn't be here. And my dad passed away in 1972. So, in memory of my dad, and memory of the men who fell at Normandy, I make, you know, I tell this story. So... That's all I have for this week. I know it's a short show compared to the last couple of shows, but that's okay. These are just some small stories. But I would urge you that if any of you have stories that come from battlefields, things that you've witnessed, things that you've experienced, I would love to hear them. You can contact me at Terry's Mysterious Moments on Facebook. Or at Terry's Mysterious Moments at gmail.com. If you go to the Facebook page, you can see my smiling face. And you can tell your story to me. And if you want me to, I'll tell it online. I mean, on, uh, on the air. And we can discuss different things about stories. Uh, if you have comments on these stories, please let me know. If you have comments about prior stories, please let me know those too. I appreciate people like Mike who sent in stories for me to tell. Uh, their personal experiences, you know, that, that happened to him and his wife. And I can't question because I wasn't there, but I believe he experienced what he experienced. So, anyway... Remember to listen to Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast, on Monday nights. And to my show, Terry's Mysterious Moments, on Wednesday. And remember to let us know when you have stories to share. I'd love to do it for you. So that's all I have for this week. So I'm going to say goodnight. Have a pleasant week. And we'll talk to you later. Bye. therapy is great for solving problems but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist fitting into their schedule and of course the cost well better help can solve those problems it's totally online and built around your schedule it's surprisingly affordable too connect with a credentialed therapist by phone video or online chat all from the comfort of your home 
Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.